Welcome to The Row Report, a podcast that brings you the latest news, exclusive interviews, and valuable insights from the region's top real estate leaders. And now, our host, Elizabeth Rowe. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Row Report, where we help agents like you think, feel, and act like a pro. I'm your host, Elizabeth Rowe, the broker and owner of Rowe Real Estate. My name is Adam Robinson. I'm the station partner here with Business Radio X in Northwest Arkansas. Elizabeth, I'm very pumped about today's episode. Your guest is one of my favorite people. Oh, Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did, I mean, he's, he's a pretty great guy. He's a pretty great guy. I didn't know he was coming on until late last night. And when I saw it, I had to tell my wife the story. I was like, hey, this is actually a podcast you're going to want to listen to. I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. we got some great content planned. For yeah. Yeah. So for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how it's really important to have certain relationships in your life, especially if you're a realtor. Uh, let's see, we talked about the relationship with, with a short-term rental person. We talked about the relationship with a mortgage banker. Um, we looked at a lawyer last week, and now we've landed on that key relationship of, a real, of an insurance person. Um, so why is an insurance person necessary if you're a realtor out there building a business? And it's just, it's another piece of the puzzle. So a majority of people, you know, about 70% of people get a loan mm -hmm. when they purchase a property. So they don't pay cash. Mm -hmm. And when you pay cash, you're, you know, you have options whether or not you get insurance or not. But if a bank is going to insure the property, they're going to want to make sure that if something happens to the property, that you're able to have it fixed, i.e. if you end up defaulting on the property, they don't get back a burned down building. Or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. And so, you know, 70% of the time, it's going to be a requirement of the contract. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, it's generally a requirement of a contract okay. to be able to get insurance. So, so that's that's the first reason. The second reason, I think, you know, for me personally, is that um, having somebody on the other side when things like roof repair comes up. Mm -hmm. Let's say that they, it goes through inspection. There's a roof that needs to be repaired, replaced, something like that. The homeowner has to make a claim. And then you've got to coordinate all the stuff before closing or even sometimes after closing. You know, the buyer can't buy the home and get insurance on the property if, you know, without a due roof, yeah. things like that. So a lot of deals really kind of hinge on the insurance piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let, let's go a little deeper in that, specifically with the relationship piece with yeah. the insurance person. Because a story I want to share with the listeners last night as uh, Elizabeth and I were communicating about the show today, I asked her, okay, well, well who's going to be your guest? And it wasn't just an insurance guy, right? Her, her To quote her in her text <laughs> message, it was, my 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 insurance guy and then she followed up a picture with the guest today so let's let's look at that right because i think that once you begin to build a relationship with someone in the insurance industry they do become your insurance guy or your insurance girl or insert whatever pronoun you'd like to there why why do you think it's important as a business owner yourself that we have someone in the insurance industry that we're familiar with and that we've built a relationship with. Well, really, Adam, you know, from my experience, having a good relationship with someone in the 
insurance industry, you know, it, it can be looked at two different ways. The first one is really for the benefit of your customer, you don't want to refer them to someone that's just sitting in a call center somewhere in Maryland. That makes sense. Things, right. Yeah. And, you know, secondarily, it's something that we've talked about a lot and it's the power of a referral. Mm-hmm. You know, when I refer someone, I'm putting my name that I've spent over 20 years of building, True. you know, a, a reputation for. Mm-hmm. And so it's an extension of the referral. And so it's, good to be able to have somebody on the other end to receive that referral that is also someone that does business the way that you do. They provide the same level of customer service that you do. They provide the same expertise. And so you can feel confident in making that referral and knowing that you're giving your client um, a name, a phone number Mm -hmm. of someone that's going to take excellent care of them before, during, and after transition. Sure. Well, and you know, when you look at the fact that when we're calling, so when we're calling our insurance guy or our insurance person, um, it's probably a fairly uncertain time, right? Like there's been a fire or a theft or there's been an accident of yeah, some you're kind. All, you're already, you know, when when there's a claim that has to be made, mm-hmm. tensions are, you know, tensions are high. Yeah. So you want somebody on the other line that's a real pro. Yeah. You know, not just can click the right buttons and help you make a claim, but someone that can make you feel confident and comfortable in proceeding through whatever it is that needs to get done. I love it. Elizabeth, as always, you've set the table well for us. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills with just a couple of commercial messages. And when we get back, you'll get to meet Elizabeth's insurance guy. And uh, and he's got some great lessons for us today. So my name's Adam Robison. This is Elizabeth Rowe. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you ready to become a true hometown hero? Join our exclusive program at Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X and make a lasting difference in our community. With your Hometown Hero membership, you'll not only be invited on two separate podcast episodes over the life of your six-month membership, but you will also enjoy a well-deserved recognition at every event sponsored by Hometown Heroes. Don't miss this opportunity to shine. Join today for just $99 per month and let your heroic spirit ignite positive change. No commitment required. Cancel any time. It's Hometown Heroes with Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. Get ready to dive into the captivating world of real estate with The Row Report, the brand new podcast that will keep you informed and inspired. Join host Elizabeth Rowe as she brings you insightful conversations, expert opinions, and inspiring stories from the real estate scene in Northwest Arkansas. Whether you're a real estate professional seeking to expand your knowledge or simply interested in the fascinating world of realty, this podcast is tailor-made for you. Elizabeth's passion for the industry and her commitment to delivering valuable content will ensure you gain fresh insights and a deeper understanding of the real estate market in Northwest Arkansas. Be sure to join us for each and every episode of The Row Report each Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. exclusively on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. Welcome back, everybody, to The Row Report, where we help agents like you think, feel, and act like a pro. Today, I am so excited to introduce my guest, Sean Simons with Lighthouse Insurance. We're going to be talking about homeowners insurance, commercial insurance, and, and anything in between. So welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you. Super pumped Yes, absolutely. And I'm really excited. A little shout out to Adam. We've got a new studio set yes, up. And beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> yes, he really has. He really has. Well, tell me, Sean. So when I first got my first homeowner's insurance policy, I was about 22 years old. 
And the only things that I was really worried about was how much is this going to cost me? You know, what's the deductible? How much, you know, what's a premium? What do you mean an underwriter? I didn't really understand the ins and outs of insurance. I just knew it was something I had to have. And I hated that I had to pay for it, right? <laughs> Which is most people. Sure, sure. So can you kind of explain to me, like I'm a 10-year-old, how insurance works, what it is, why it's important, and why, you know, you really should take a look at that policy that you send out when you, when yeah. you get one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're hitting on the main topics, right? That's the, the things that I sit down and I visit with clients. Um, there is a huge knowledge gap, right? Unfortunately, uh, we all like to think that we're educated consumers, but when you get into the field of financials, um, legal liability, asset protection and mitigation, we get into like, you know, attorney level things where like your your average uh, consumer just doesn't have that knowledge base. And so that's where the agent becomes so valuable, just like in real estate, where the consumer is really relying on the expertise and the professionalism of their agent. Uh, and so try to be a student in the game and be that professional and yeah. be very knowledgeable in my own um, insurance is just risk mitigation. And at the core, it's predicated on something that most of us are probably um, not real happy about. It's not individualized in certain aspects. So my insurance would be way more expensive than I could ever afford if it was just predicated on the parameters associated with me as an mm -hmm. individual. I would never be able to afford insuring the things we have. We live in a society where we purchase things that we can't afford. And so we're pushing out payments months or, or years out into the future. And so because we don't know what's going to happen to those assets while they're with us, um, especially when they're owned by banks and sure. financial institutions, we have to have some kind of mechanism that ensures that they're going to be there when the payments are made and they finally become ours. That's good. And so with that kind of financial risk, um, the average person just can't take that on their shoulders. And so insurance is predicated on this whole, uh, I don't know if you know the mathematical term of the, the uh, law of large numbers. And so you spread risk around. Everybody pays into the pie. Mm -hmm. Only the claims that are needed are paid out of that money. So, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, uh, why am I paying all this money? I yeah. never had a claim and I, I wish I didn't have to. Right. That is something to get daily, right? Sure. Several times sure. a day. Um, and that's natural, right? Yeah. We, we are very uh, individualized in our society. We want to be accountable for our own things. Right. That's what Not we're somebody taught. else's. Right. Actions, that's what yeah. we're taught to, to do as, yeah. as adults. Uh -huh. um, but insurance is actually the complete opposite. It is uh, almost socialism in risk mitigation. So we're all going to pay into this and only those that have claims get to benefit. Right. But eventually we'll all benefit. Right? Sure, sure. Um, so uh, auto claims, for example, right. I think it's like every three to five years is kind of the statistical likelihood that you're going to have some sort of auto, whether it's fell damage, um, fender benders, oh, or wow. catastrophic car accidents. Homeowners are like seven to eight years. Really? Uh, and that varies by state and region, sure, and ge sure. geography, things like yeah. that. Um, so at the core, insurance is really predicated on everybody sharing that risk so that it's affordable. When your three to five years comes, yes. or seven to eight years. And some people are, are uh, I actually had this conversation 
uh, yesterday evening, right before we came and, and had, uh, had a great time at your little happy hour networking, which was awesome. Um, I had a conversation with somebody and they, they said, you know, we haven't had claims in 12 years, 12 to 15 years. And I, I know where she was yeah. coming from yeah. of like, hey, I'm a good risk. You should give me a discount. Um, but mathematically, you're due. You're overdue. Yeah. And so when you say that. You're more like, risky. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. She was like, hey. I should get a discount. I'm a great risk. Now, like statistically, we're we're gonna take a loss on you. Like we're probably gonna take the six eight months on you. Yeah. And so that's just something that most uh, most of your everyday uh, clients that come in and they're looking for a policy, they just don't think that way. Right. Right. And that's that's really good. That's really good. So the idea is what I hear you saying is everybody pays in to benefit the whole, and it's just when you're when you're lucky enough, your ticket comes up. <laughs> That's how you benefit. That's it. it. Right. And, you know, if we just paid based on our own personal risk assessment, That's right. it would not be affordable. Yep. Okay. Well, that, that makes totally sense. Cost prohibitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people feel like it's, it's that way now, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I can see, I can see how that, um, that can be a, can be a problem. One one conversation I like to have that kind of helps put that in into perspective. Um, you know, we hear all kinds of um, cliches. Oh, the insurance companies are the only ones getting rich. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, in different markets, you have everybody has that kind of uh, profit margin. That's uh-huh. a good, healthy business might have a ten percent profit margin and. I feel like roofers, uh, all my roofers out there, I'm sorry, you guys have some built-in margin making great money. Uh, they don't provide a great service. They do provide a They do service. call it putting a roof over your head. That is, oh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great yeah. call. Um, but the insurance market is under 2%. Oh, that's wow. the margins. Really? We're super really? thin, razor thin margins. And unfortunately, what we're seeing in the industry right now is catastrophic, you know, Mother Nature yes. is just not being kind, especially no. in certain regions and, and the Northwest Arkansas being one of them. Right. Um, but we're seeing insurance companies that are just upside down, um, especially in home and autos. Wow. Uh, and so as an industry, we're, we're very, very volatile time right now. I mean, you have carriers that are pulling out of certain states and not riding business in, in certain lines. You've heard this about places like Florida and you know, California. California, yeah. Arkansas might be that. <laughs> we have Linden Hill. That's our number one claim uh, in this area. Linden Hill is just brutal. Makes sense. You know, like and when you're talking about, you know, a spread or, you know, what kind of return an insurance company would have on, you know, per year. When you think about, even if you just thought about one neighborhood that was hit by hail, right? Say you had 100 homes in a subdivision and all of them had roof damage, right? Yeah. And you're looking at... What do you think an average is for a roof repair for uh, if you're looking a, at a whole new roof? If you're looking at a 2,000 square foot house, it's 15, 20,000. Yeah. And then you have 100,000. Yeah. Yeah. So you get, up, you get up into some of our premier neighborhoods. Um, I paid a roof claim earlier this year. It was you know, $36,000, $40,000. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I can see how it's, yeah. It's so I know that a lot of, People are, are out there screaming with their hair on fire about the cost. But what you're saying is that really, even on the insurance company side, it's, you know, it's, yeah. good. it's not, not a lot of profits in the premium side of things. Insurance companies make money on their their asset portfolio. Right. Right? right. When they take these premiums in, 
they put them into their conservative portfolios of investments. Yes. Commercial real estate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and that also helps. Do they, does that help pay for claims? And is that where they, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So because if everybody just paid, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, for their homeowner's insurance. And then in that same subdivision that we're talking about, right? Like this is not even going to cover a route. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, they take the money from our premiums. They invest that money and go out and buy say commercial real estate. And then the income or the return on that investment is what actually is used to pay. Yep. Those now, the the premium itself does help. So, yeah, right. It's yeah. like first thing that gets moved when when claims are you know higher than projected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we call it a combined ratio. So when you have a an insurance company, a, a big corporate company, they have not only the ratio of the premiums that they come in versus the claims they're paying out, but there's also the operating costs. Oh, it's yeah. the agent's commissions, which I'm very fond of. Uh, I want to make sure they're paying that. Yeah. Um, but they're paying their, their back office staff, the underwriters, yeah. the adjusters, and all of the marketing that goes into that. And so that combined issue is, the, is kind of their bottom line. Same. So, Same. Um, a, a lot of Customers and clients, right? Once they have a claim, we might never get a premium to offset that claim. And so that's where that uh, longevity and, and loyalty uh-huh. for oh, customers. Yeah. We really want to get clients on the books. We uh-huh. want to take care of them. We want to hope that they're good, profitable uh, risk that they don't have claims. Right. That's that's great when we're yeah. collecting premiums. Sure. However, inevitably they will. Three, three, five, or whatever it was that you <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> and then once they do, that's one of the, the premier times where people are like, oh, well, I had a really bad experience. Uh-huh. Uh, my agent didn't return my phone call. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a hold of my adjuster. Yes. When we, we were at paper, Right. We, we initiate a relationship, we build rapport, we sign a contract, and it's a promise of a service delivered at some point. Right, right. And when, when a claim happens, that is, for me personally, my agency, it's, hey, it's time to go to work. Yeah. We made a promise, it's time right. to deliver. Yeah, so your, your job is not just writing the paper. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. A lot of agents dread claims. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, there, there's the... The impact that it has on our clients, and we hate that they're yes. having to go through this loss or this financial impact. But in our agency, we try to take that positive spin. It's like, hey, we get to we get to show we up. Still do our job. Yeah, yeah. We, we get to come in and ride in on the on the white horse and right. be the be not only the professional but the education piece. That's like, good. Hey, that's good. Okay, I know you're freaking out. I got you. Yeah, I love it. This is this is what you've been paying these premiums for. Yeah. This is why you sit down every year and we make sure that your coverage is and your deductibles and everything like that's that. Good. So, that's good. That's good. Well, let's let's kind of dive a little bit into those policies, right? Yeah, so absolutely. you know, we mentioned in the opening when I was visiting with Adam about how, you know, it's not just a call center and we signed here press hard for copies. <laughs> that really kind of dates me. I don't mean to do that. I, that's like when we all like <laughs> half the people out there are like <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I won't do that again. Um, so I really want to dive into the policies, right? So say that a homeowner is, um, you know, they're purchasing an house. They come to you, they say, I need to get a homeowner's insurance policy. How much is it? Yeah. 
right? That's, that's and the they, then they called somebody else and they're like, how much is it? Well, this is less. I mean, and my understanding is that, yes, some companies are going to, you know, differentiate in, in price a little bit, you know, but really when you see those big differences in premium, what kind of things are in those policies that may, may not be included on that lower price? Great question. Yeah. Great question. So at the core of just about any homeowner's policy, uh, especially one that's a requirement from a mortgage company, um, you've got certain coverages that are kind of uh, built into that. And so the, the first and foremost is your most important. It's the dwelling coverage itself. So it is the actual walls and the floor and the, the roof and it's, it's the, the structure. Um, from there, you, you come down and you have kind of the ancillary structure on the property. So your pergolas and your the shed out back and the little pool house and then yeah. know, all the other little things. And then you go into um, you know the, the contents of the house. So anything that's part uh, of your belongings that isn't part of the house. So your clothing, your electronics, um, your furniture, uh, all of your some appliances and things like that. Yeah. Those are things that are yours and you would expect them replaced or, yeah, or right, covered. Right, yeah. Um, but it's not part of the home. And so mm-hmm. you got to have some contents coverage there. Sure. Um, and then we have loss of use, which a lot of people don't realize is part mm-hmm. of their homeowner's insurance. So if a claim happens and it's severe enough where you can't live there, right? Smoke, right. smoke damage sure. or a huge hole in the roof and you know, your weather exposed. Right. Uh, we're going to put you up someplace else when that might be in a really nice motel, uh, depending on the time frame. Uh-huh. If it's a long-term uh, mitigation and renovation type situation, we're going to try to put you up in something that's like kind of quality. Mm-hmm. You're living in a house. You're so it's close based to on work. like kind of quality or is it based on about what your mortgage payments a are? A good policy will be like okay. kind of quality. So this is one of those yeah. changes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. one of those things that you want to ask your insurance agent, hey, on this loss of use, are you going to stick me in the motel eight or are you going to put me up in another house? Right. And then uh, most of your bigger kind of tier, uh, top tier companies are going to look at, hey, how long do we need to have you yeah. displaced? Um, and if it's long enough, we're going to try to find you a place that's going to going to maintain that same distance of travel mm-hmm. to and from work, mm-hmm. to and from your day school, so it doesn't disrupt your life any more than it has yeah. to. Yeah. If you've got a three bedroom, two bath house, you probably have that for good reason. That's so right, yeah. we'll put you yeah. up in some place where you can have those same type of accommodations. Right. You know, you know cram a family of five into a motel eight and stuff. Or you at least hoped that no. <laughs> maybe the call center company might have had that's a cheaper right. rate. You, hope, yeah. you hope that they took those things into consideration. See, that's good. So yeah. so that's one example of how those prices can differ is based on, you know, the you know, venture basic dwelling contents. Sure. And that. what was it, the third one that you said that's called again? Um, so contents is kind of your, your third uh, coverage and then uh, loss of use. Loss of use. Okay. So those are things to look for. What are some other things that people should look for in their policies as far as when they're price shopping and comparing? Sure. Um, so personal liability is, is a big deal. It's one of the cheapest coverages and uh, one of the ones that, again, most people don't realize is part of their home insurance. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, coverage for things that are, that are your fault. Uh, so oh, would be a good example of a uh, person liability. I had a client one time that was redoing their porch. Right? Yeah. And so he had hung the, the caution tape and uh-huh. he had his little city permit out and everything. Um, and Melvin came up on the porch and I'm like, I don't need the caution tape. He stepped through a rotted board and, and cut his, his head all up. And 
So eat those sons, the government employee is not working in his house entrance through his employer, but still hired a, hired an attorney and, and filed suit against wow. our homeowner. Wow. And so the liability of our homeowner was, hey, you did something that caused injury to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, that liability was covered under his homeowner's insurance, but we defended him. So just because you have it doesn't necessarily mean we want you to use it. Sure. So the insurance company reserves the right to come in and defend you. Oh, wow. And so to where you don't have to file a risk. Oh, that's interesting. And so, um, you know, the, the company will look at the situation and say, hey, how much is it going to cost to defend versus how much are the bills? How much are the bills? And, and is it worth coming in and, and getting legal involved in attorneys and, and fighting for this? In that situation, it was super cut and dry. Yeah. He put up the caution tape. He had the sign. He had, had um, an announcement out by his mailbox. Oh, wow. And it was like, you're a mailman. Why didn't you use the mailbox? <laughs> Why did you come up on the porch under yeah. the caution tape? So, close to Halloween. I mean, uh, yeah. This is super cut and dry. Yeah. But it still costs you know, a significant sure. amount of money to, to hire the attorneys to defend our client. But that was a that was a clear cut and draft. We know we can win this. Right. And so instead of paying out the hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills and time off of work yeah. and arbitration and all the stuff that, that the mailman was asking for, we said, nah, we'll pay the attorney. We'll pay the attorney and we'll win case. Yeah, we'll win and, we case. Did. Yeah. and so it's cheaper that way. And-, and that that again goes back. Not only does the liability, it doesn't drive a lot of premium. But it is something that I see a lot of agents will just minimize. Hey, we're going to put $100,000 in, in liability coverage. Look, if you've got less than 300000 which is kind of the, the sub limit uh-huh. to be able to get an umbrella, your, your agent isn't doing a good job. Really? Uh, really? A lot, of, a lot of times we'll see you know half a million or even a million dollars on, on larger homes. Right. Uh, a good agent will ask about what kind of asset base do you have? Yeah, what, you know, you're right. It's kind of kind like, of uh, you know, people, you see it in, in movies and stuff, or, you know, whatever, where people are in a car accident. If they're driving a real nice vehicle, like, oh, yeah, you know, things like that. So that makes sure, you know, that makes sense that they would need a higher level of coverage for stuff like that. Speaking of coverage and premiums, good agents, bad agents, things like that. What about um, coverage gaps? Yeah. So, are these things that also drive price? Uh, definitely. So um, something that we see here in, in Northwest Arkansas kind of in this, this um, property bubble, right, yeah. where home prices have just escalated and, and appreciation. Sure. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. We have to yeah. remind our, our uh, clients when they come in, hey, when I insured this thing, it was $325,000. and. You know, my insurance is now bumped up to four fifty, and it's like that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. equity in your house, right? Yeah. However, we need to protect we that have equity. To protect that equity, exactly. <laughs> right. and so yeah. we, we expand that insurance coverage to cover those uh, those gaps. Um, most insurance companies will have kind of an automatic mechanism in, in a policy to bump that three to five percent yeah. every year, just mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. help keep up. But your agent in a, in an area like this really needs to be sitting down with you on a yearly yes. basis and talking about, hey, what kind of price per square footage? You know, yeah. that's where, yeah. as a professional, it's valuable for me to have Absolutely. a real estate broker right. to know, hey, what is the market yeah. looking like? Right. Because this property is drastically 
underinsured. Yeah, you know, and and that really that brings up a good point. Is something that we do with our agents, and something that we coach a lot of other agents on is you know reasons to contact your seer, right? And so when we see numbers and we see a big change, you know, it's a great time to contact your database, not to solicit business. But to continue to provide service before joining an active transaction, right. right? And saying, hey, you know, I ran the CMA. You know, this is based on, you know, current numbers of what your property's worth if it were to go to market to sell, right? Have you had a conversation with your insurance company lately about your value? Perfect. Are you under, you know? And so to prompt that conversation and then, you know, of course, give a good referral or, or something like that. But, you know, that's that's a really great opportunity, I think, for agents out there to take is um, to, when they see big changes and big jumps outside of this, what, what percent did you say a good agent will usually have them within? Um, so there's usually an automatic three to five percent that that your coverage will increase year oh, yeah. year. That's great. Okay, so like during COVID, and we saw exponential jobs. Yeah, great time to have a conversation with your insurance agent. It's good. Most uh, most agents will try to solicit. Right, not everybody wants to come in and sit yeah, down, right. um, but they'll try to solicit. Hey, once a year, let's sit down and go over your policy. Right. Is yeah. this is this still applicable? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we can get into deductibles a little bit later, but, uh, you know, hey, maybe this deductible is, is something where we can we can change this because you feel like you, you're willing to have a little bit more skin in the game if there's a claim right. to minimize the when the insurance bill comes up. Right? Yeah, that's so. good. I really like that. It's it really informative. And, um, you know, I think that one of the the additional topics that I think a lot of our agents have questions around because it's something that we're seeing more and more because like you said, wind and hail damage in our area has been hot lately, right? And so from our experience, you know, we um, are talking with the homeowner and ask if the roof was last replaced, repair, you know, things like that when we take a listing. But a lot of times we don't know that there's damage until an inspector goes out and gets on the roof and they're like, hey, you know, this roof has a ton of hell damage, right? And so um, the buyer says, wait, you know, Mr. Seller, we, we would like the roof replaced prior to closing. And what we're finding is the gap between real estate agents and the insurance industry. There's a lot of questions and it's done differently and things like that. So from a professional's standpoint, in that scenario, and let's say usually, you know, it's as far out as a lot of um, adjusters are and roofing companies are, a lot of times these repairs aren't happening until after closing, right? And it gets confusing as far as who the money is paid to, right? And you don't want to pay the previous owner the money and then they credit because what if they never do the repairs, right? So can you kind of walk us through from, hey, we found this problem with the roof and it needs to be replaced from there until the roof gets yeah. paid for and done. What is the ideal process for agents out there? I can give you the ideal. Okay. Yeah, as I could do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The, the ideal is uh, first and foremost, the, the thing to remember is whichever carrier was on contract for that risk mm-hmm. property mm-hmm. at the time of loss, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are responsible. But they can't sell a property, have right. another insurance carrier take over insurance and then, and then yeah. 
claims that right. had, that's the yeah. existing damage and you know, mm-hmm. that's where people are like, hating their adjusters because oh, they didn't pay my point. Oh, well, well yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so the ideal process is for uh, when your agents are working with sellers, mm-hmm. hey, one of the first things, let's go ahead and get somebody up on the roof. At the very least, get your insurance agent up there. Now, I'll, I'll admit, in our industry, there's fewer and fewer people oh, willing to get up on the roof. I would do it. I mean, um, come on. I have a drone. Super Love easy it. to kick a drone up, yep. take some some photography and, and pictures. I'm not super adept at, at seeing hell damage on the ground. Mm. That perspective, sure. angular change, it's hard to see. Right. Um, I'm not an adjuster. I'm not a roofer. Mm. Those those two industries, they really know. Speaking of that, do you find that it's helpful to help get a claim through when an adjuster comes out if you have a reputable roofer there Absolutely. with him? Absolutely. So that would be a good a good little pro tip is, you know, when an adjuster is coming out, make sure that your roofer that's going to be doing the repairs is there to meet with the homeowner and with the adjuster. Yeah. Um, that does a couple of things. You'd be surprised how often adjusters learn roofing companies. Right? Oh, sure. they, they, yep. they learn their reputation. It's uh, like, oh man, they're really, you know, just kind of stretching things and trying to really stick really to the insurance company. Yeah. Or, hey, this roofer came out, they did their own independent mm-hmm. inspection. They wrote up their review. They have a, a value of what they think this repair yep. is going to cost. And when the adjuster comes in with his numbers, he does his own inspection. When they mirror it up, he's like, man, that roofer is spot on. Great. And so they start, they start kind of having a, a list. A they've, got list. The, yeah. they've got their green list and they've got their red list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that'd be step one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Have, have that relationship. I know we have a couple of great roofers in yes. our, our uh, networking sphere. And so um, one in particular I know is just phenomenal about getting up there uh, herself. I mean, yes. She will get up yeah. on the roof with the adjuster, schedule that appointment and make sure that she's there. Uh, and she's, it's important that they're not there just advocating for their business. They're they're there advocating for your yeah. client, your yes. customer. Yes. Uh, they're making sure that the adjuster who, let's face it, supposed to be biased and, and kind of third party, mm-hmm. but they're hired by the insurance company. Right. And so they're there to make sure that they're not paying anything that they shouldn't. Right. But the, the roofer is there representing the homeowner to mm-hmm. say, hey, you missed this. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know if you checked over here. You know, right. that complex roof scene right. yeah. and a lot of Does things. Does this include flashing around to oh, me? Absolutely. Yeah. Gutters and yes. downspouts yeah. and oh, yeah. Right. So All of that. A good yeah. roofer meeting with the adjuster, letting them uh, not so much negotiate, but kind of talk the talk, the talk up talk there. Yeah. I mean, they're up there, they're seeing it, it's right there. Right. That's where, you know, kind of that decision gets made uh-huh. before. Either of them go back and write up their report. Once that report's it's done, it's hard to get changed. Oh, it's hard to get changed. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. So have them meet there, and then so let's say that the claim gets approved, right? Yep. And then they say, "Oh well, Mister Seller, you know we're gonna we're gonna give you ten thousand dollars for a new roof." How? Where does that process go from? There? Yep. So a couple different options, and I've seen it played out successfully in in multiple facets, but. Ideally, the homeowner is going to file a claim with their homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. and get the roof repair scheduled and hopefully done before closing. Right. That's ideal. That's always ideal. It's the smoothest. Yeah, it's what we all uh, really want. Yeah. But in yeah. reality. In reality, roofers get backed up, right? Yeah. The the catalyst for, for roof claims are usually storms sure. and they affect large, you know, large population of yeah. people. And so roofers just get way backed up. 
Um, so when that happens, if you're, especially if you're on a short closing ring, you have, if your if your customers waited too long and then now they're like up against the closing right. date, yeah. it's limited. Yeah, they're going to lose the rate lock. There's yeah. some, yeah, there's mm-hmm. some, uh, opportunities for the realtor to get in and get creative and say, okay, hey, well, we can file this claim and we can, you know, kind of like build that into the negotiations of the contract. Okay, well, the seller's going to go ahead and get that roof claim started and get it approved and get that in, but we're going to make a concession on that or an allowance on on the contract. And so I've seen that be successful. What you don't want to do is ignore that damage and really was the damage of any kind, but yeah. like roofs in particular, you don't want to ignore that damage and then have the buyer come in and you're really hard pressed because now they're a new carrier. Yeah. Might not even provide coverage, but if there is coverage, mm-hmm. they might have a really hard time getting that roof right. approved. Yeah. Um, if they do what I've seen, that new company will come in and say, Hey, there's obvious damage here. Mm-hmm. But this damage looks dated. Mm-hmm. And so what they'll do is they'll contact the previous owner's wow. insurance company and say, hey, guys, this damage occurred on this house. It's dated. Y'all were on, you know, you, you were on this risk at this yeah. time. Um, and so it's kind of your responsibility. Um, again, harder, harder, to, harder to sell yeah, when that company's sure. like, yo, we got out. You know, we were off that that project. Right. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, we're going to get drugged back in this. Right. Right. Um, but it. It is possible. It's good. It's good. When a, a claim gets approved and the company goes to the insurance company goes to just to be a check, right? Say the ten thousand dollars. Or do they typically make that out to the roofing company? Do they make it out to the Should owner? They? Yeah. Uh, I, I would never recommend making it out to the roofing company. Uh, always make it out to the homeowner um, and any uh, additional insured or. Financially responsible for that property, so that would include like a mortgage company. If there's a second mortgage on that, right, they would have that. And so you'll get a roof check in, and it's like, okay, me and my spouse and the mortgage company all have to have this signed. Yeah. And so, again, working with local people is great because yes. you can take it to right. the bank and yeah. or your credit union and have them sign mm-hmm. it. But if you're working with like a Rocket Mortgage or something, you're sending that check off. Hopefully, certified mail out <laughs> yeah. to get a company knows where they're based to sign that check, send it back, so that you can cash yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Any uh, any top tips? Do you have any pitfalls? Any you know last Ooh. words of wisdom that you could offer? Education is huge, huge. Um, working with agents, whether real estate agents or insurance agents that know the industry, mm-hmm. um, they're committed to that lifelong learning of yeah. just constantly being a student of the game, knowing what's happening in your industry, knowing what's happening in your market, uh, knowing, um, ha- having experience of, Hey, I've been there. I've, I've done these claims. Uh, yeah. so That's that good. is a valuable, valuable perspective. Uh, and it really helps navigate when you have these, uh, these unfortunate events not to fall into those pitfalls. Yes. Um, educating clients is probably the funnest part of my job. Uh, I love correcting people when they say, oh, hey, this is Sean. He's, he's an insurance salesperson. I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm an educator. 
And that's why the college agents and right. I really want to be an advisor for clients. That's not really just important. not just a salesperson. Well, right? And you know, it's kind of the Fredo's principle, it's that 80-20 rule, that's right? It. You know, that's and it. so when you find the the twenty percent that's really good at what they're doing and educating their client, it makes such a huge difference. And that's why, you know, it makes it it makes such a good referral. Yeah. You know, you you hit the nail on the head when you were talking with Adam earlier. It's having that relationship that you as the realtor, I feel comfortable with being an extension of your customer service yes. because when I get a referral, I'm like, wow, my name might be on my door and my name might be on the, the contract that we're signing, but I'm representing Elizabeth Rowe right. and her team. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that causes me to constantly step my game up and sure. want to make sure that I'm there for your customer, my client. And uh, yeah, that just makes a great cohesive relationship. We, we try to focus on my agency of knowing what the process looks like from start to finish. And so, hey, I'm just the insurance guy. I'm going to stay in my lane. But I know the real estate transaction. I know the banking, um, the lending uh, process behind it. Yeah. I know what the title company, what their you know um, right. checkpoints are. Right. And yeah. so I know where we fit in. And I know where a lot of times, hey, if the customer's not doing what they're supposed to on the time frame, I know where the pitfall's going to be. Right. So by the time it gets into the insurance agent's hands, it's kind of toward the end of the process. Mm-hmm. But you hit it earlier, too. It can blow everything up. It could delay. And a lot of times it does. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I never want to be the cause oh, sure. of that. Um, you know, everyone's trying to close this file up and get paid and move on. And then the clients are coming up with the train home and... and don't want the insurance agent to be the one that blows it up. So sure. we try to know where we fit right. and where everybody else yeah. is in the process so that we can make it as smooth and cookies as possible. And that's really a great reason to explain why in our Arkansas contracts, we have a time constraint on the buyer for the amount of time that they have to apply for their insurance. And it's not just from a matter of, is that person insurable? Right, because we all know that the person can be insurable or not based on claims, based on a lot of different things, right? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But also, is the property insurable? You know, and sometimes one may be and the other might not be. And so um, I think that that's just another great reason why to have, you know, a quick resource for um, a referral of the real good insurance well, guys, our time has come. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Row Report. I hope that um, you had a great time with Sean. I know I have. Thanks so much for being yeah, here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do it again soon. We'll see you back here next week to help you think, feel, and act like a friend.